You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADPETS, S-A-D-P-E-T-S, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back because you don't have a cat and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Brandy Stark. For this particular episode, we're going to uh, do a little bit of catching up. I've got an exciting book announcement, an e-book announcement, an article on the Sasquatch that recently came out, and uh, actually a little bit of a paranormal experience on my own. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of uh, lump all sorts of different things. We're going to call it cleaning house on this episode together. I hope that you enjoy it. And what we'll start with is right after these messages, we are going to take a look at a Sasquatch article. So we'll be right back. Now time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code PARANORMAL at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code PARAPETS at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com, code word P-A-R-A-P-E-T-S. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Sasquatch. So here we go. I thought we'd discuss, or at least read, an article that showed up in the TBT, uh, June 3rd, 2010 edition. This I find rather interesting because the TBT is the Tampa Bay Times, which is a subsidiary of the St. Petersburg Times uh, publication. And it gets to be even better because this particular magazine is actually designed for a more popular audience. And so here uh, we have this lovely article on cryptozoology. It is called A True Believer on the Trail of the Sasquatch. This is by Paul Schwartzman of the Washington Post and it again republished in the TBT. Billy Willard says he's on the verge of a major discovery that could change the way humans think about the natural world, not to mention their need for a creature-proof home security system. In Spotsville County, Virginia, in the forest around Lake Anna, Willard claims to have been 14 sightings in the past decade of that most fabled of cryptozoic beasts, Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, as the elusive ape-like brute is referred to in more high-minded circles, and on the side of Willard's blue pickup. The decal in the truck reads Sasquatch Watch of Virginia, of which Willard is the chief poobah when he's not earning a living installing and removing underground home oil tanks. Go ahead, call him a loon, a flake, a huckster. He's heard it all. But Willard knows what he knows, which is that three people from this area, a woman, her husband, and their granddaughter, told him that they saw a shaggy, supersized figure on two legs gallivanting across their wooded property. Last month, Willard led a week-long expedition to the site where he installed five motion sensor cameras that will snap photos if and when the big galoot wanders by again. Willard, 41, says he'd like to lead a tour of the property and introduce the witnesses. Really, he would. But the woman who says she saw what she believes could have been a Bigfoot fears an avalanche of ridicule, which is why Willard is left to deliver his version of what happened a few miles away. 
in the parking lot of a Dairy Queen. We believe that this, uh, we may be close to some kind of major discovery, he said. All the things that they would need are here. Fresh water, shelter in the woods. The high concentration of sightings tells me he's here. The interruption of his monologue is due to his cell phone, the ringtone to which is the country tune, People Are Crazy. Ever since humans began telling stories, they have spun yards involving life forms that tower above the mere mortals, whether it's the giant of Jack and the Beanstalk fame or Goliath or Frankenstein's monster. Bigfoot has been a perennial for generations, with hundreds of purported sightings, many of them supported by footprints, many prevalent in the Pacific Northwest, but also popping up in the states as desperate as Rhode Island, Illinois, and Alabama. The myth grew in popularity in 1967 when two men in California filmed what appeared to be a huge and hairy biped walking into the woods, at one point turning its head to glance dramatically at the camera. In Bigfoot circles, the footage is invoked with the historical weight of the Zapruder film of the JFK assassination. Willard knows about the film and most everything else Bigfoot-related. Did you know that Teddy Roosevelt once saw Bigfoot? All of which he's happy to share at any time sometimes to the annoyance of his wife, Janine, who is prone to blurt out, okay, the conversation will have to change. After 22 years, she said, I can get a little bit hateful. For all of Billy Willard's certainty about Bigfoot, the buzz has not exactly caught on in the rural hamlets around Lake Anna. Behind the grill at Tar Hill Pig Pickers Barbecue, Mark Lane, 54, giggled. When I see Bigfoot water skiing, I'll believe it, he said. If they catch him, we'll put him on the rotisserie and invite everyone in the community. The small but avid universe of Bigfoot enthusiasts includes self-styled investigators who pursue their quests during off-hours from their day jobs. Willard, for example, hosts an internet radio show and maintains a website from his home in Manassas. He also monitors his Bigfoot hotline for reported sightings. A recent caller announced, I just saw Bigfoot in Ruston before exploding into laughter and hanging up. More dispassionate scholars are fascinated by the unflagging interest of the boogeyman. People have a need to think about something like ourselves, something scary, using them as a cautionary tale, said Robert Michael Pyle, whose book Where Bigfoot Walks explores the history of the Sasquatch. Willard spends countless hours in the woods listening for footsteps, always with a camera. He brings a set of knives and a hatchet. If he finds a dead Bigfoot, he intends to walk away with the ultimate trophy, DNA evidence, to send a message to those who ridicule the believers, to give them the final, aha, I told you so. And so I thought this was rather interesting, particularly because this is such a mainstream publication, although they do entertain some rather unusual news from time to time. But uh, this is the first Sasquatch article that I have seen in this particular publication in quite some time. I do want to note that perhaps uh, two months ago, the St. Petersburg Times also ran another article describing another Bigfoot sighting in the immediate Tampa Bay area. While that did not make the TBT, it is rather interesting to think that perhaps we'll one day find more than just a ghost while the spirits of St. Petersburg are out investigating. And we're actually going to pause here for a few commercial messages, and we will be right back with the next part of our show. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say... Bigfoot. Don't run away. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. 
So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code PARANORMAL and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. by Mark Winter. Available on iTunes. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And now that that article is concluded, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a couple of rather interesting book reviews. The first one actually... It has kind of a little bit of a story to it. This summer, I was doing some research on cats in the liminal state, kind of following up with my dogs in the liminal state research that I did over the spring. And I had initially expected to do, you know, 20 to 25 pages of research on cats as liminal beings, basically. And I thought, basically, I was going to be doing cat ghost stories. Well, the more research I did, the more I discovered that it's dogs, actually, that are associated with ghost stories, but that cats are associated with sorcery and witchcraft. And you'll actually get to hear the results of that research in upcoming Paranormal Pets episodes. So, in the meantime, I actually was having trouble finding cat ghost stories. We do have some through Paranormal Pets, and I have one in a book on haunted animals, I have the folkloric story that we were following up with, the urban legend story of the Gulfport ghost cat. But other than that, really, uh, dog-to-cat ghost stories, dogs outnumber cats and ghosts, nine-to-one 
is basically what I, I guesstimated the interest to be, and I, I was really quite startled. Ultimately, I ended up doing a paper on cats and sorcery. And this actually, it's a fantastic work, I think, I hope anyway, that goes back to Bastet and Sekhmet and then actually leads us up to Puss in Boots. While I was doing research, I discovered a single book on cat ghosts. There is a book about ghost cats and southern folklore, but I actually have the dog companion book to that, and uh, it's more or less a compilation of stories. I didn't really want folk stories as much as I really wanted ghost stories initially. So I ordered this book, and of course it came after I finished, you know, writing my 25 pages, but I was actually quite excited because it turns out that the book that I ordered is coincidentally called Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits, and it's by Dusty Rainbolt. Dusty is the woman who actually interviewed me about paranormal pugs uh, years ago and got me involved with this show, so... This was actually really quite exciting. So uh, I've only started the book, which actually is reading very well. It's quite interesting. Miss Rainbolt actually talks about uh, her first paranormal experience, which happened when one of her cats died unexpectedly over a holiday. Just a fantastic story that hopefully in future episodes we'll be able to uh, get in touch with. But I thought I would read to you what's on the back cover just to weigh your appetites and... Um, It's actually pretty interesting. Strange and inexplicable visits from the other side. People who have spent a lifetime observing and interacting with cats will say that these amazing animals seem to possess powers, supernatural, psychic, or otherwise, that we can only begin to comprehend. But are they able to return from the grave as well? In Ghost Cats, the strangely heartwarming tales of cats who have refused to let death part them from their human companions are recounted in vivid and captivating detail. From the chilling demon cat of the nation's capital to the delightful phantom litter box to the touching poor puss of Stonehenge, there's a plethora of phantasms here for everyone. And what if you receive bedtime visitations from your very own dearly departed kitty? Author Dusty Rainbolt explains all of the signs of a haunting and offers reasons why your friend has come back. A thrilling read for the cat and ghost lovers among us, a consolation for those who have lost a beloved pet, This collection of stories confirms that these wonderful whiskered creatures capture our imagination as much as they do our hearts long after they have purred their last. So, congratulations to Dusty Rainbow, and I am looking forward to some really good cat-based ghost stories. The other announcement that I have is that Paranormal Pets was actually selected for publication in an e-book. The press release goes as such. You'd like to promote your book, business, or expertise on the radio, but researching radio shows is a hassle and traditional radio directories are mere listings. Good news. More than a dozen e-books are now available for potential radio guests. Talk radio advocate Francine Silverman based the e-books on her book, Talk Radio Wants You, an intimate guide to 700 shows and how to get invited, McFarlane and Company, 2009 a National Best Books 2009 award winner, which contains everything a potential guest needs to know before contacting a host. The e-book contains show titles and themes, guest criteria, names of hosts, email, phone, website, best method of contact, and where aired. The animal e-book, 26 shows at $12, covers animal advocacy, health, care, competition, communication, behavior, longevity, dog relationship, pets in the paranormal, that would be us, Pet Peeves, Wildlife, Training, Shelter, and Rescue. 
To view a sample of the animal ebook, please click on smashwords.com backslash books backslash view backslash 19938. The ebooks sell between $12 and $20 and are available from Francine Silverman. So we are delighted to be included in this book and uh, we'll see where everything goes, but uh, it's a deep honor. So technically, uh, with the Spirits of St. Petersburg and Paranormal Pets, I believe that this is actually the 10th book that my work has been cited in and I am I'm just delighted. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a commercial break at this point. And when we get back, I will tell you of my very own paranormal story that happened just this past month. So we'll be back right after these commercial messages. Now time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA approved medication, Pet Care Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code PARANORMAL10. P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sAuction.com? Hey, those grandpa's golf clubs. Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code PARA10, P-A-R-A, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets and your host, Brandy Stark. The last little bit of our show, since we are cleaning house and I'm catching everybody up, we are actually going to discuss the most recent paranormal incident that happened in my home with my pugs. Now, pugs themselves are already paranormal, I'm quite certain, particularly as I gaze at my rather motley crew of pugs over here and notice that for some reason they are sleeping on my pillows. This will make a fun sleeping night tonight. But they are spoiled, rotten little devils. 
Odysseus actually uh, had the pleasure of being in an art fashion show earlier this month, and of course he stole everybody's hearts, and he ended up, uh, his picture was on a, uh, an internet blog for Creative Loafing. I had made a series of art items that were to be worn, and Odysseus had an accompanying collar uh, that he modeled, and he was just a little bit of perfection. So, not that I'm bragging and being a stage mother, but... This happened uh, right around July 17th, and it was 11 o'clock at night, and I was sitting in front of the computer, somewhat like what I'm doing right now, interestingly enough. I have a work area in the back that has a French door that goes to the outside enclosed porch. So basically, this area actually has a series of doors. There are two outside doors, one that leads to a backyard, French doors, one that leads to the alley, another set of French doors, one that leads to a garage, and then one that leads in here. And as I was sitting here, all of a sudden, Odysseus and Achilles, who are my youngsters at the age of five, both leapt up and started barking at the door. And it was 11 o'clock on the dot. And I'm thinking, okay. Now, the porch lights were out, and so that's a little freaky. I can't see what's going on out there. But as I'm watching the door, trying to figure out what I need to do, and kind of staring at the window, all of a sudden, the door actually moved, as if somebody were leaning up against it. Now, you have to understand that the door was closed, and it was securely closed. The deadbolt was not locked, but it was pushed all the way into the frame, and it's a heavy wood door inside of a wooden frame. This is also Florida, and the humidity is rather high. So the door is a little swollen. And as I'm watching this, not only did it do it once, it did it twice. And I'm thinking, okay, I have sat here for night after night after night, and when this door is closed, and the outside doors are closed, and there is no wind pressure going on, this door doesn't move. So my first thought was, well, you need to rule out what's going on. So I got up and turned on the porch lights, trying to make sure that I did not see anybody looking back in at me, and there was nobody out there. My second thought was that maybe somehow in walking the pugs, I inadvertently left one of the doors open and that there was some wind pressure that you know, was coming through the doors and that I needed to get up and make sure that the doors were locked. So I went ahead, went out onto the porch. The pugs ran ahead of me. This time they had uh, picked up Chin, who is my mostly blind and totally deaf pug, who was very excited that they were excited. And Odysseus and Achilles went out in the deck pretty easily. So I thought, well, the paranormalist in me always watches the animals. And if they're okay, then I'm okay. So I went out onto the porch and I checked both outside doors. And they're both locked, dead bolted. The porch is, it's an enclosed area. And at night in particular, it just, it gets really still. Because there's not an air conditioner out there. So I thought, okay, no prowler. Good. <laughs> no doors open. This is good. What if it's windy outside? What if there is some air pressure outside that is somehow moving the store? So I looked outside, and it, in Florida, you have two kinds of summer nights. One, if you're lucky, has a slight sea breeze with a little tinge of coolness that pushes the humidity around and almost makes it almost, almost livable. The other kind is the worst kind, which is basically humid-filled wet blanket effect in which the air is completely stagnant. It is full of nothing but humidity, and when you go outside, you grow gills because it's like walking into a heated pool. 
Unfortunately, it was the second form of night. It was hot and still. No breeze. Okay. The fourth thing, actually, that I double-checked was the door. The door had been painted in May, but because of all of the humidity, the door is still a little sticky, as strange as that may sound. And on humid days, it's stickier than non-humid days. And in order for me to get the door to move, I really had to lean against it. Now, I'm not saying that I was throwing 50-pound weights against it to get it to move and that it was impossible to move, but simply pushing on the door with my hands was not enough. I had to actually put a little bit of body weight behind it to get it to move, and it did not even move in the fashion that I had observed the door moving when the pugs were barking. And it had done this twice in probably you know a 30-second to one-minute window. This, all of this was very short. So my last thought was, well, okay, you've tried to rule out the rational. You are a paranormalist. Make sure it's not paranormal either. So I shoved the pugs in, and I said, listen, if there's anybody here, I'm sorry, but you can't come in. It's just me and the pugs. And I went back in. I sat down, had the door closed. It didn't move again. The pugs have not barked at it, and it has not moved since. But I thought, you know, that was weird. So what I did was the next day, I took a picture of the area, and I sent the photo to Lori, who has been on this show before. She's a cryptozoologist and fellow paranormalist, and she does what's known as photographic readings. And um, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Let's see what she picks up. And not only did I send the picture to Lori, but I also sent the picture to the Spirits of St. Petersburg, where one of the sensitives, Verna, who's also been on this show, picked up more information. But this is where things get interesting. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit of backstory because I've been in this house 17 years, 18 years, 18 years. Holy cow. And when we first moved in, there were a couple of spots of paranormal activity. One was in the garage where it turns out somebody had committed suicide. That has gone away. There was never any haunting there. It's just kind of get a creepy feeling. That's that's about it. But that's gone away. Pugs are content out there and I can go into the garage. So we're all happy. The second was actually one of the very few manifestations of an entity I've ever seen. And it was actually in the living room. And the whole reason why I went to see this entity was that my pugs were acting up and barking and whining on the porch. And they were behaving in very odd ways. So I went out to check on them, saw this white mist image, which I subsequently had encountered as an older woman that I was actually able to determine who she was, that she was a former homeowner, her temperament and behavior, which actually matched my notes. I had talked to neighbors that had lived here, uh, and I'm sorry to say they have subsequently passed on, but they had been here with this at the same time as this homeowner. And, I mean, everything they described was her to a T. And I had initially thought that maybe she was visiting, I have not really seen her in a number of years. My personal opinion is that she's gone. Uh, The spirits of St. Petersburg have been out here. They haven't sensed her. You know, I think that I've been here long enough that the energy has changed and, and she's gone away. You know, I never kicked her out. I would never do that. But, you know, I guess maybe the interest has waned and and maybe she's found somewhere else or has crossed over or whatever it is. She's found her peace. So what I got back was very surprising. Because Lori emailed me and said, well, this is a person, a woman, who is interested in what's going on in your house. She's a bit of a busybody. She died a few years ago. She is associated with your neighborhood. 
Her name has a G. It starts with a G or it has a G sound. She's associated with a dog who the breed starts with a P, like a Pomeranian. She is very interested in what's going on, but she doesn't want to come in because she doesn't like your rats, which, okay, is a little insulting to the rats because they are sweet little guys and you can't tell me any differently. So I thought, okay, I still thought it was the old woman, but the description wasn't matching up until Verna actually kind of supplied the rest of the material. Because she described this woman as having short gray hair. She was on the thinner side, but still a little plump, but still, you know, maybe average size. She wasn't a skinny old lady. She wasn't an overbearing old woman, you know, in weight. She was kind of a, you know, pleasantly rounded, let's say. And she was associated with the back doors, that the door to the alley and my work area door. And it dawned on me who this was. Four years ago... I had a neighbor who lived behind me. Her name was Peggy, the very strong G sound. She had a rescue poodle, so there's our dog with a P, and she was like a member of the family. She was what I would call an auntie. Uh, an auntie is somebody that you wish was family, even though they're not blood kin, and that you know they kind of have an honored place because they are like family. And she would spend Thanksgivings and Christmases with both my mom and myself because we have a very small family. And it was just really neat. She was a neat lady. Uh, she was always very interested in what was going on. We found out from her other family members that, you know, she would tell them about what was going on here. We met her cousin, and her cousin just said, I knew you guys before I even met you. Just this, you know, delightful, delightful, you know, woman. Several years ago, before she had died, about the last two years of her life, I was having some difficulties because I was teaching extra classes on Monday, Wednesdays because I was doing my PhD and I wanted to pay for it as I went. So she agreed to come over in the afternoons. Now I would leave at 11, get home at nine. So these were pretty long days. My mother could take care of my pugs in the early evenings and the, and the night until I got home. But that still left them, you know, from 11 to, you know, four or five. And I, I wasn't comfortable with that. I mean, pugs are very, you know, social little guys. So what she did is she would come over mid-afternoon, and she'd let them out, and she'd pay attention to them. And they loved her. She would give them treats and all sorts of things, and she just had a blast. And I think she even brought her poodle over. So it also dawned on me that she might have been seen as a little bit of a busybody because she was always wanting to know what was going on, which is fine. But it, it also was an interesting evening that this happened because the next day... I actually had a life-changing event occur. I was scheduled for the final interview in a series of interviews for a dream job that I have been trying to get for 10 years. And I have found that whenever entities manifest, particularly friends and family, it's either during times of positive or negative stress. And this was a positive stressor. So it was very exciting because I think she showed up the day before my interview and I am happy and delighted and pleased and ecstatic and excited to say that it was successful. And uh, I actually am starting a job that I have wanted to start for a very long time. But I think she was coming, you know, maybe to check up, maybe because it was such an exciting event. And it was also interesting that... Um, the pugs identified her. Odysseus and Achilles were youngsters, but they knew her. So I was just absolutely thrilled. They proved themselves once again, so I was delighted. And of course, this story will have to go up on the Paranormal Pugs page. But 
I was also happy to know that Peggy, I guess, is still checking up on her old neighborhood. Both women thought that Peggy probably traveled around and, and visited people that she cared about. So she, she pops in and out and goes where she wants to and crosses over, I assume. She's not an earthbound entity, but she just likes to see what's going on. So how interesting and how great is that? So there you go. All of that to describe basically what turns out to be a minute and a half worth of activity. But that's okay. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap up and conclude this episode of Paranormal Pets. I hope you enjoyed as we cleaned house, and I am looking forward to future episodes. So until then, feel free to check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg site, www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com. Always remember to support your rescues. Pug Rescue and Rodent Rescue are two of my personal favorites, but there are always animals that are out there and in need of companions. So please, please, please help where you can. And with that, I will wish you a haunted day. Thanks so much for listening. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.